Dirren Garrihy, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to no laughing matter moments, to answering the question, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? Going for a run on the cliffs in Hope. I know I constantly go on about how it's, it's really getting to a point where it's just too much. But every time I go up there, I feel like, well, my mom, I'm just so lucky. Aren't we so lucky? Me and my friends will walk around and we'll be down the pier and we're like, look at us. How do we get to live here? This is just brilliant. Model, DJ and presenter Vogue Williams is my guest this week. She talks to me about being suspended for being too distracting in school. Her dog being hit by a car on the day of a family funeral and how a glass of milk in the bath is her idea of heaven. This season of the Last of Your Life podcast is brought to you by TK Maxx. There's more to TK Maxx's big brand finds than meets the eye. From that fancy vase you nabbed made from recycled glass to oh-so-cozy organic cotton PJs for the kids. They look good and they do good, which is a total win-win. I am actively trying to be more conscious about my buying habits with more environmentally friendly options being very much top of my list. And it's so refreshing to see the likes of TK Maxx making this a whole lot easier. Finding products in store that do good, it makes you feel good too. Don't waste time, head to your local TK Maxx store and find that fab vase made from recycled glass that's perfect for your pompous grass in store today. And now for my chat with Vogue Williams. I hope you enjoy. talking to my mom there and she was like I was out in Hoth on Monday oh my god I saw Vogue she was looking absolutely <laughs> she was like and what and the, and the husband oh Jesus he's gorgeous as well <laughs> poor Spenny Spenny <laughs> okay are you ready to do this ready to go Vogue Williams you are extremely welcome to the laughs of your life podcast yes finally I'm here I've made it oh my god why do you have to be such a busy business bitch we've had to rearrange about 17 times I know and today when I was mailing you I was like she's gonna think I'm absolutely nuts I do that all the time like try and move things around I'm terrible for it and then then it doesn't help with Joanne shouting in the background being like no we're gonna have a drink before I was like, Joanne, I've driven into town. I'm not, and drinking was never on the cards. And then I was like, actually, I've left it. Like, I'm going for lunch at half one. I've time to get back to do a podcast at five o'clock. And that's what I did. And I'm delighted I did it. You're here. Can, with, yeah. With your water, no drink on board, and we are ready to chat. Yeah. I, see, I'm not mad for drinking. Like, everyone's always like, like I don't look like the taste of alcohol, which Joanne says is a superpower. But like, I honestly think wine tastes like vinegar. I don't know how people drink it. I think it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. You're blessed. Yeah. I, w- I wish I was the same. Okay, Vogue Williams, your first memory of laughter. My first, you know what? This is bad because obviously I laughed a lot as a child and we had a great laugh and like, whatever but they're not the ones that really stand out to me my favorite earliest memories of laughing are when you're in school and you know when you're just laughing so much and you know you're not allowed to laugh and you're just gonna get like I can see it's two of my best friends Ashley and Clodagh I was only with them yesterday and we used to just laugh about something you'd write in each other's journal you'd send notes and just the most ridiculous notes and you'd get caught for them or something or someone would send a note and it's just that real uncontrollable laughter in school that like sometimes I feel will never come back but then 
but then it did when you know if someone tells you a really awkward story and they're being really serious and you're like oh my god how am I not gonna laugh through it that kind of laughter so it reminds me of being in school my very first like uncontrollable kind of laughter I love that laughter it's, it's like the kind of laughter at a funeral when you know <laughs> there's no chance you should be laughing but it, it just takes over and then the initial thing you start laughing at actually isn't even that funny anymore it's just the laughing that becomes funny that's exactly what happens you're not actually laughing at anything but you're laughing at the fact that you shouldn't be laughing <laughs> uh, I think you can laugh at Irish funerals can you not no you are <laughs> allowed no you definitely are you definitely are it's the only way to get by because we can't handle our actual like feelings intense emotions so we just kiss <laughs> ourselves would you say you were a fun person to be around as a, like in school at that age Ah, uh, yeah, I'd say so. Like we all had so much fun and just, I think our year was just kind of slightly wild. I did, um, I got suspended a couple of times for distracting people. It was like, it was such a huge, because I would never like have told a teacher to fuck off or anything like that. I've been like, I would never have been rude to somebody that was older than me, but it was the constant distraction of other people, like the note sending and just always trying to get other people's attention and basically stopping people from learning. Eventually, I got suspended for like, I think a day to begin with. And the next time was a week. And I had a great time because one of my friends got suspended at the same time. So. And what would your parents have been like? Oh, uh, I mean, they, they really didn't like it the first time. The second time I got kicked out and had to go live with my dad, <laughs> which again was absolutely brilliant because <laughs> I could do what I wanted. Okay, Vogue, the first time you felt laughed at laughed at again it brings me back to school like there's a few things and I was gonna almost go down a serious path and then I was like no I won't go down a serious path because that's just a bit crap we've been too serious for the last ages so there there have been times obviously where I felt laughed at and it's actually not so funny um but another time was back in in school again same group of girls little bitches um the same group of girls and uh I wore I wore a pair of deck shoes to school And I will never, like my sister wore deck shoes all the time. It was her thing. And my dad wore deck shoes. Well, that was not cool in our group. And like, I got so much abuse for like the whole day. Because everyone else was obviously in kickers. Remember everyone was going around the kickers? (laughs) Well, I should have stuck to the kickers because I tried to waltz in in a pair of deck shoes. And I'll never forget like just the feeling of dread walking back into the, to our group at lunchtime. And everyone just like, I mean, it was great for everyone else, but uh, but it was just horrific. So that's was, kind of a lighthearted being laughed at story. So was that before Dex became the thing then? So you obviously, so maybe you broke the mold. No, you see, Dex weren't really a thing in our school. It was, I think that was a real Southsider thing. So for me to have waltzed in, in a pair of Dex, like, I think I'd like a pair now, actually. Oh my God, they, but, were, uh, like, they were like slippers. They're so stunning. Imagine them with a pair of cut-off shorts. You'd be gorgeous. But, uh, but not at the time in school. I, I just remember just like, you know, and you just really want the day to end. And I was like, oh God, it's just, it's never going to end. There's just, the shoes are just there the whole time. And like, no one had a proper conversation with me that day. It was just all about the shoes for a whole day. I remember when Lauren Conrad started wearing black nail polish on the hills. And obviously, yeah. bef- and obviously before that, the like black nail polish was like goth vibes. So you would steer yeah. away. But she wore black nail polish. And I remember one weekend being like, maybe I'll try it. And I put it on and then going in. And I forgot to take it off before school on Monday. And then I was like, 
oh and like you don't want to be the first person to try these things and I went no. in and I remember my friends like that being like and I was like no it's Lauren from the hills and they were like no yeah. <laughs> it's like you've got notions about yourself like oh no 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 you can't step outside that box no way but Irish people love slagging each other and that's one of the things I love about Irish people I just don't love being on the receiving end for an entire day no. not ideal <laughs> yeah but I want but I want to know your story about the more, the, the sadder version of feeling laughed at. Oh, the sad, so uh, years ago, I don't know if you watched it, I did Fade Street. I'm like, I'm genuinely not embarrassed about that. I mean, it's it was an absolute shite show, but like quite entertaining to watch. And yeah. like, yeah, even when I look at it, I laugh at it. And like, it was my first thing, it's TV. I'm not embarrassed about it at all. But anyway, the, these guys that were also working in RCE at the time, um, I'd been asked to go and film something with them. And so like I drove from Hoth all the way into like the other side of town. It took me over an hour to get there. Arrived at the house where the filming was happening and they, they didn't even come down to say hello. So their manager was there and they didn't even come down and say hello to me. Now this is going back like, God, I'm going to say 15 years maybe, but it still fucks me off. <laughs> But like, I drove the whole way there. And I remember even at that age, like you'd be like, oh, petrol there is going to cost me 15 quid because you wouldn't have that yeah, much money. And I got there and they didn't even come down to me. And then I was told that they wouldn't film at me because I was in Fade Street. No. And I was just, yeah. And I was just left down there. And I was like, oh, I felt so embarrassed and kind of laughed at. And I just was like, you fucking arsehole. And I had to drive all the way back, spend all my money on the petrol home. So that's that not, no, no. First of all, that's <laughs> not nice. Second of all, I love that you are like, you don't, like, I hate when people try to kind of get rid of what maybe initially launched them into TV or into this industry. Yeah. You know, like you see Love Islanders and they're like, mm, no questions about Love Island. It's like, I'm sorry, but you were on the biggest show. Like, I love that you are you just own it. Like at that time, did you have any idea what that was the start of for you? Did you think it would like propel you? Uh, I didn't think I didn't think I'd get to do what I got to do. I didn't think I'd start getting my own documentaries, which is what I essentially wanted to do. And because I was a bit boring on Facebook, my boyfriend at the or not on Facebook on Fade Street, uh, my boyfriend at the time didn't want to be on it. So like my storyline can only ever go so far because I obviously didn't have a love interest or anything like that. And so I think, what, what was that? Was there two seasons? I can't even remember. <laughs> um, I know I did one season anyway, but no, I never thought that it would, it would do what it did. And like that, that kind of was my foot in the door of TV. I'm not embarrassed about it at all, but uh, they obviously were. <laughs> well, look at you now. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Vogue, the moment when, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. The moment, now I did kind of get what this from, but this is a real story. So, I, and I'm not trying to be morbid because it was like 10 years ago now. Uh, so I've come to terms with it, but, um, but I saw it on your, like, cause you, you sent me that list of questions and, uh, and that kind of happened to me at a funeral. Like it was my dad's funeral. Okay, very sad time. And it was his wake in my auntie's house. And I remember, obviously it was my dad. We were all devastated. And then my my dog got knocked over, like outside my auntie's house. I was just like, how is this happening to me? 
No. I know. The dog did survive, but still, like, this person just called to the door. Imagine how bad that person felt. Like, there was obviously something going on. I don't know if you could see, like, the the whole setup from the outside, but, like, it was a small, it was in Scaries. So, like, everybody knew everyone. I'm sure the person that knocked my dog over knew that there was, like, a wake happening. So, I was just, like, just handing the dog over. Like, I know you're going through a bit of a rough time, but here's your dog <laughs> so wait so you didn't see it happening they arrived at the door with the dog in their arms they arrived at the door with the dog in the arm i know i know he's grand now he's actually still alive stop <laughs> yeah i actually as soon as you said it, i was like winston and then i was like no it's not him <laughs> no winston no winston would have been a connor it was a uh, rocco the dover man my ex oh, my ex is my, my ex's mom has him yeah so that was kind of kind of one of those moments. I feel like you have those moments like almost every day, though. You know, it's like bad things happen in threes. Um, oh God, don't! So I'm always like, I, I know, but that's what someone told me, and now I'm like, something goes wrong in the day. I'm like, oh, right, two more things to go. <laughs> you kind of have to just get on with it and just kind of make a joke of it. Well, you seem like obviously okay when you look at someone's social media you think you have an idea of the kind of person they are, but you do really seem like the type of person who just keeps moving. You don't, you don't overthink these things. You don't dwell too much. You, you generally are just a happy go lucky type of person who just keeps on keeping on. Would you say uh, that? I'd say, yeah, I'm generally a very happy person. Theodore has decided to join us. Um, <laughs> no noise. No noise. Um, what did you ask me there before we were interrupted? You don't overthink things. You just keep on trucking yeah. on. You're not a dweller. I'm not a dweller. I can hold a grudge though. Definitely. Oh, go on. <laughs> well, that, that grudge from 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a few of them. I'm like, if Svenny did something annoy- that annoyed me, I could tell him about it again in three weeks. I'm like, well, do you remember you did that? Do you, do you remember that? <laughs> I, I store them but uh, no I'm more or less like I just kind of get on with things because like not everything goes your way all the time and it's just the way life is yeah okay Vogue your no laughing matter moment in life the time where there was no room for laughter the time where there's uh, no room for laughter um oh god I think I've just gone through a certain things in my life that like you just I remember there was a period when I was going through something personal, really big and personal. And actually there was just no making jokes of it, even though everyone around me was trying to make a joke about it. It just, yeah, it was, it was just a really awkward personal time in my life. And I remember thinking, God, it's nothing's ever going to be funny again. And, uh, and actually I laugh about it now, but uh, I hate moments like that where you can't see through the fact that like, oh, this will be gone in a while and your life will be completely different and you'll feel so much better. But I feel like everybody kind of has those lulls. I'd say a lot of people have had them this year as well. Um, and it's just something to just remember eventually that does pass. You don't think it will pass, but you will laugh again. And then something makes you laugh and you're like, ah, oh, there it is. It's back. Like you have a proper belly laugh and you just feel, you feel back to yourself, I suppose. And I know you've spoken like, fairly openly on, on Instagram or in inter- interviews or whatever about anxiety. Like how do you, yeah. say you get hit by a, a wall of that, how do you come out of it? What are the things you do or the tools you have to make yourself feel better? Do you know what? I was only thinking, because at the moment I'm, I'm getting real anxious about sleep. Like, like it just manifests in different ways. And at the moment it's, it's really with my sleep. And I think it's because I'm just waiting for my daughter to wake me up again because she's not sleeping well. But I think for me with anxiety, like 
everyone thinks I just live in the gym. I am wearing gym clothes right now. <laughs> I'm going for a walk after this right around the cliffs. But uh, but I do train four times a week. And I find that for me, if I just keep active and keep moving, it kind of just releases that serotonin. It de-stresses me. And, uh, and I just love it. I love getting out, being active and playing sports. And that's kind of my way of dealing with it. I know loads of people have different things that they do. But I'd say for me, that is number one. I'd love to get into meditating. I just, I feel like I don't have... Mm-hmm. I, I went through a phase of being like okay I'm mindfulness is now my thing and I would yeah. do like five minutes and be like I literally like I'm never going to be that person and I wish I could and I wish I could be someone who like doesn't look at the phone for an hour before bed and <sighs> I can't do it I can't I literally have my face in my phone until I like pull my eye mask down I'll just have another quick look um but yeah I'd love to be into that I'd love to get into um meditation but I mean I just how do people do it and not think about what they're going to get in the supermarket or I just don't I start writing lists in my head I'm like oh no that's not what I'm supposed to be doing it's meant to be empty and you, you were saying there that people presume you live in the gym and like that's an, that's actually annoying and I've yeah. seen you you know share stuff before of people coming at you for that or like trying to say that you know you promote it like how do you deal with that? Like, cause I am interested cause, cause obviously like on Instagram, I would get certain things from people or certain bits of hate or trolling or anonymous accounts or whatever. But for you, it's like, and I suppose in the na- last couple of years, it's probably gone next level and it's, it's more intense and especially with being in the UK as well. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you cycle through all the shite? I feel like Instagram actually is, isn't such a bad place for me at the moment. I think people are kind of nice, probably because like, Maybe when I first had Theodore, it was quite bad because people, parents just can't wait to be like, told you so, well, you won't, that won't be like that again. That You won't be doing that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't. I'm like, I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like, it's so water off a duck's back. Like no matter what way your child is sitting in a car seat in the back of the car, oh. you're, you're going to have a hundred people. Eh, that's not right. This is not the, like, I didn't ask you. What way he should, if I want to stick him on his head in that car seat, it's my own problem. But uh, I think I've got to a point where um, I just ignore it. But I actually do have a really, really nice group of uh, Instagram followers and kind of people that I feel like I'd, I'd get on with if I met them. And I think it's more so like comments in like newspaper sections and things yeah. like that, that like you just have to avoid like the plague because I mean, they slag off babies and everything. Like those oh. people are normal. Not normal. No, no. I remember I remember uh, Jessie Nelson and Little Mix talking about it recently enough. Because remember, she did oh, her God, brilliant yeah. documentary about it. Yeah. And she was like, it got to the point where I'd be like seeking out the bad stuff. Because if I could almost read all of the bad comments, I'd feel like I was in control of how I felt about them all. But I actually think, she, and she came to the conclusion like that is just not the way to deal with it. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Um, which I think yeah. is probably the best way. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, there's there's even like people are just, I think people aren't feeling their best probably. And it's like, it is just like, they're projecting their own shit. They're like, if they feel like if they put somebody down that they'll feel better about themselves. It just, it just doesn't work like that. And I just, I kind of feel sorry for people like that. But for the most part, uh, yeah, the trolling has, has been to a minimum. I haven't done anything to get myself in trouble recently. <laughs> Touch wood. So I haven't got much abuse. <laughs> I'm surprised Joanne hasn't done or said something on the podcast to get you both in trouble. It's a miracle. 
the stuff she's allowed to say compared to the stuff like I listen back to the pod and my manager's like ah, you can't say that Joanne could have said that but you can't say that and I'm like it's so unfair this even Joanne actually today we were recording she was like you can't say that <laughs> oh my god are you re- are you loving it like did you do you feel like you were, it was going to be a match made in heaven or is it kind of now that the response has been so unreal are you kind of like why didn't we start this sooner I th- do you know what I think like because Joanne and I have been mates since we were like 18 but we were never mates we were like in the same group and it's only been in the last like four years that we've become really really close and really good pals and I think that uh, I don't think either of us thought it was going to go the way it did we kind of thought that we'd do that and test the water and maybe see if we could do a bit of tv together from it the podcast wouldn't do that well but like it's just it's been it's been so much fun to do I just even enjoy all the topics that we that we come with each other each week because it's just they're always really different and fun and it's actually it's not but like we do now I'll ring her and she's like no save it for the pod save it for the pod (laughs) so there's like we like kind of stop talking midweek until we see the pod and then we're like probably two days where we'll be mates again and then we'll stop talking for a while and do it again uh but no it's great crack like we had such a laugh doing it today and joanne is just you you know joanne well she's just great fun to be around oh she's brilliant we're, we're doing yeah. dinner soon i can't wait Becking mm. i've actually you know never it's gonna dra- be fun I've, I've never drank with her oh she's great fun on the piss as well <laughs> You'll have to send her home though. She doesn't like going home. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not bringing her to leave. I'm not bringing her to my apartment in case she puts my uh, furniture out on the road. I I piss yeah. myself. And doesn't replace it. That's the worst <laughs> part. <laughs> okay, Vogue, the person you always laugh with. Uh, I'm gonna say Joanne is one of them. I I'm always talking to her about this today because I was like Spencer. Because actually, I do always have a laugh with Spencer. I mean, he comes out with some absolute clangers, but he is, he's just good fun. And we just, we're like, we a similar vibe. His mom always thinks that we're like the same person, even though Spencer loves himself way more than I love myself. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he's just great crack. And I can always be guaranteed to have a laugh with him. And it's the same with Joanne. Like Joanne would just always perk you up she's such a good laugh I've I've quite a good few people like that in my life like my sister's one of my best friends and we always have such a laugh together um so yeah I'm lucky to have a lot of people like that I think it's important to have people like that in your life I don't like I think especially I keep saying especially over the last year I'm gonna be like one of those people that drive me mad uh <laughs> but I <laughs> I think I've realized that like uh, your friends with so many people but actually like a lot of them are just acquaintances that aren't really necessarily joy bringers. And those people kind, kind of aren't a big part of my life anymore. I just have friends that I absolutely love and that I love going and spending time with. Um, so that's the people I want in my life, the people that make me laugh. I think that happens as you get older. My dad always says that. He's like, if you have, if you have two f- really close friends... <laughs> <laughs> what? He's cut it down to two. two. I thought it was four. No, he's like two. He's like, if you have two really close friends, like if you have two people, you know, you'll always laugh with and you can go to if there's something wrong. You're so lucky. Because like the rest are just kind of a wider circle that you kind of dip in and out with. But like, obviously Spencer and Joanne, I love that it's like a little triangle and she just rocks up. Sorry, I keep bringing her up. We love that though. Like we all spend so much time together. Spencer doesn't really like, I don't even think he notices to be honest with you. Uh, (laughs) 
but like uh, that's what I love obviously about our relationship as well like I spend a lot of time with friends I spend a lot of time alone with my friends as well and I think in some relationships I kind of lost that and I actually think it's really important to just literally be on your own with your pals Spencer doesn't want to hear us talking shite all the time and like what's the gossip he's not interested so it's kind of nice that I have that that to myself okay Vogue a time where you had the last laugh I was trying to think of a revenge story where I had the last laugh, but like, I don't really feel like anyone seriously wronged me um, that much that I'd be like, ha ha, I got the last laugh. I Sure, I think that, I don't know, I, it's about like our industry and maybe it's mainly about women in our industry, but you always have people like, ah, she's only, she's only doing that because uh, she's with him, like she's with Spencer. So you always kind of have that thing. And it's like, I've been in the industry for 16 years, not 16 years, since I was 16. And it's kind of like, no matter what you do, people are always like, ah, well, what does, does she work? What does she do with herself? And it's like, like it's that, that kind of thing. I just like, it goes over my head now as well. But I suppose that is kind of like having the last off because uh, because I'm having a lovely old time with work and I do work. But, uh, but I, I feel like people will never think that it's a real job, what you do, especially if you do lots of different things, which is, the kind of things that we do um but uh but you'll always have the naysayers i suppose uh but no one really pisses me off that much that i'm like <clears throat> you've got, i've got the last laugh um maybe those guys 15 years ago that i have a terrible grudge against them the guys who wasted your petrol fuck them yeah <laughs> okay vogue if laughter wasn't the best medicine what would be uh my favorite thing to do and i know it's a bit gross i love a glass of milk I just love a glass of milk. I never have a bath. I love a glass of milk. Do you not like milk? No. Oh, God, I love it. I'm going to have a glass of milk tonight, actually. Especially milk that you've just bought in the shop. <laughs> and it has to be green milk. I don't really like the blue milk. Only my porridge. Um, Wait, what do you I'd mean green, have... and, green and blue? What's, what's that? You know, the skimmed milk. I prefer skimmed milk. What? That's even weirder. I know. It's just the one that I'm so used to drinking. Uh, in Ireland, the super milk. <laughs> that's delicious <laughs> uh, I'd say my, what, like to really cheer myself up I get in the bath I have a glass of milk and a dip dab because I love a dip dab I've seen so, that on your Instagram I'm like oh my god every time, you every time you have it I'm like I need to go get one I know they're just those things that you know I have a batch you can actually buy like I think 150 of them from from uh, from Amazon obviously for like 10 euro or something so I have a ton in my house uh, either that just to have a little bit of relaxing time or uh, going for a run on the cliffs in Hoth I know I constantly go on about Hoth it's, it's really getting to a point where it's just too much but every time I go up there I feel like well my mom I'm just so lucky aren't we so lucky me and my friends are walking around and we'll be down the pier and we're like look at how do we get to live here this is just brilliant and that's how I feel when I come back here so um getting out to go for a run the cliffs always puts a smile on my face as well was it Matt I was oh, I sound like such a creep but obviously like obviously I follow on Instagram but doing the whole house thing what like not I being know. able to come back while you were building the house and house was that torture actually it was the absolute dream and I hope that I can get away with it again because my, I chose everything I, I like I was working with people and it was really easy over Zoom my sister had to live in a building site and to say she was raging I couldn't speak to her for like three months because everything was just all over the place I was like I'd be grand I'd be in and out in three weeks I'd be grand well, they weren't in and out in three weeks 
so actually I came home to a finished product and I was like this is brilliant so did she help with everything or is she living in the house she was living in the house so she yeah. was like project manager she won't let me forget that but actually it turned out really well I didn't have to live with any of the dust nothing it was great and you know you always have a place to come back to it's just so fab Oh, I love it because we were living in a very small apartment and my sister was living with her girlfriend at the time there. And then Spenny and I would go into the other room that was smaller than Amber's room and we'd have Theodore in the room. So like it was just, it just was, it was quite hard to live with that many people. Like you couldn't even take a phone call anywhere. So, uh, so having this space now and like just, I love it. I have a view of the sea and I just, I feel so calm and happy and relaxed back here. I don't want to leave. Do you feel like you need the break sometimes from the madness and the rush of, of being in London? Yeah, and I feel, but like Spencer feels the same way. Like we love to get out of London as, as often as we can. And I suppose, it, like I do radio and I and I do a show up in Leeds. So that's kind of what ties me so closely to it. But um, I, I, I would say we will spend more time back here over the next few years because we just love it. It's just really relaxed and it's like a slower pace of life. But you can do your work from anywhere, so... Hopefully that can work out for us. The dream. Okay, yeah. are you ready for your quick fire round, Vogue? I love quick fire. I didn't look at these because I was like, I'm not looking at the quick fire. Because I oh like Oh my them. God, okay, very exciting. Okay, the actor that you always laugh at, Vogue. The actor that I always laugh at, Will Smith. I love Will Smith. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say Will Ferrell. I'm so glad you said Will Smith. Yes. Yeah, Will Smith, but even like, I love his music. Like Men in Black, like Miami. He just makes me happy. Okay, the actress you always laugh at. The actress I always laugh at. Um, Melissa McCarthy. I know it's so obvious. No, no, but, it's stunning. Oh, you think it's stunning? Okay, good. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> uh, I just think she's gas. Yeah. And again, I think, yeah, I think she'd kind of be like that in real life. Yeah. And yeah. she'd just be your pal. Yeah, love her. Okay, the comedian you always laugh at. Joanne McNally. Oh <laughs> my God. This is like a fan club. Sorry, can I, I actually say no, can I actually like the Vicar Streets? It's just unbelievable. I know. It's so epic. It's so and, but you you know her as well. Like she's worked her arse off to get to where she is. So like seeing it all like come together and like even with COVID, she was like, What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Like if anyone, like all her shit had gone, and now she's just back and it's just it's absolutely amazing. It's just so, Amazing. so Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. The movie you always laugh out loud at. The movie I always laugh out loud at. Fuck it. Maybe I should have read them. <laughs> what do I always love? What, I love Step Brothers. Oh. Oh, it's so funny. And you know when he does a song at the end? I just love it. It's so stupid and funny. My friends always slag me because I, I am actually really bad for watching movies. And when I do watch a movie, I watch something I've already seen because I hate being surprised. Yeah. yeah. And I always watch Step Brothers and I always know what's coming. <laughs> and they're like, you're such a loser. Watch something new. I'm like, oh. I wa- if you watch a new thing, Google. I Google the end of things. I don't even care. I still enjoy it just as much. I'm just not as nervous watching it. I know what's going to happen. I know. I can't deal with the nerves. Okay, that's good. I'm not alone. <laughs> and, and finally, Vogue, your best or worst joke? Oh my God, I'm so bad at jokes. Do you know what? When people are like, well, I tell you a joke. I'm like, please don't tell me a joke. Because it takes me just that little bit too long to get it. 
And I'm like, please don't tell me a joke. I don't even know any jokes. I once tried to tell this really long joke. That went really badly. I hate it. I hate that. Joanne was like, we should do a show. Like, Joanne again. <laughs> She's like, we should do a show where we swap jobs. I was like, I, not in a hundred thousand years, could you pay me enough to get on stage and be a comedian? Just, I just don't have, like, I'm not, it's not, it's not my type of humor, telling jokes and having a gag. I'm Googling, I'm Googling jokes. Okay, go on. Why do we tell actors to break a leg? Why? Because every play has a cast. Oh my gosh, that was excellent. <laughs> I hate jokes. Vogue, that was absolutely stunning. Was that an original? That was original, yeah. It was a very intelligent joke as well. You see what I did there? Good. <laughs> At least I know it won't get me in trouble. I know that you are constantly flat to the mat doing bits and bobs. So honestly, thank you so much for finding the time to share the laughs of your life. Thank you. And thank you for not killing me for constantly changing around the times, which is very annoying. It's fine. Thank you for listening to the Laughs of Your Life podcast with Vogue Williams. I hope you enjoyed. We're halfway through this season and so I wanted to celebrate with a treat for you over on my Instagram this Friday the 10th of September. I'll be giving away some fabulous prizes all thanks to our sponsor TK Maxx. From snuggly organic cotton PJs to gorgeous vases made from recycled glass, find the win-win that's right for you in store now. This podcast is recorded with Collaborative Studios and guest booker this season is Olive Pistler.